Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Osbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is Friday, the May the 21st. We have got here to the end of the week and what a week it's been. I'm your host, Scuddy, and uh, I'm joined today by my uh, compadre on air, Annette Beecher. <laughs> Annette, how is your day? Oh, wow. We are wrecked. I tell you, I'm looking forward to the last call. <laughs> it's been a wild, wild week. Well, a couple of minutes away, we'll be able to go crack that first beer or uh, or shandy, depending on what your, uh, your taste is. But uh, look, uh, after a big, big rally that we saw yesterday, a bit of an, uh, a muddled performance today, staggering, you might say, into the close. But I think it's probably endemic of this, the incredibly volatile week we've seen this week. You know, big declines, big rallies, uh, but in the end, not really going too far in one direction or another. Yeah, it's it's been a tough one and it was interesting. Uh, one of our interviews today seems to think that Bitcoin might be the new lead indicator of where markets have, are going, which absolutely leaves me cold given that it can be moved around by Twitters and tweets and all sorts of things. But yeah, we've had tech up, tech down, Fed minutes in, Fed minutes out. So we've been buffeted by all sorts uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, look, we know EML payments was absolutely crunched on Wednesday. Uh, I had a big rally yesterday and I can tell you it, uh, it's absolutely soared again today. So a lot of people prepared to go and buy the dip there. But much like EML, uh, probably on a, a longer time frame, a lot of those companies that have had a really tough time of it recently are uh, all of a sudden back in vogue. So I'm talking about like corporate travel, Webjet, uh, all these names that you know, have been really under the pump a little bit in recent times, uh, finding some buyers. Nearmap, Prometicus, that, uh, that growth thematic is coming in. But uh, I've got to say, there's, uh, there's been a, a couple of uh, you know, strange price movements today. We saw that the, uh, the buy now, pay later names jump out of the blocks, didn't we? Afterpay was up over 7%. Zip was about the same. And then uh, no, it came crashing down with a thud halfway through the session. So that volatility in that growth space is, is just continuing at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's as you say, we're at a couple of times this week as well. We've had a lead off from the US that we've managed to completely reverse. Like, for example, uh, NASDAQ had a, a great session as uh, bond yields ticked down a couple of pips. And that's I think that's why those tech names had a good head of steam. But I think, yeah, really much, really fizzled out by lunchtime. And I, I think we're, we're pretty much closing square on the day. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you something that's not closing uh, square on the day is Kogan. Out <laughs> with uh, an update and uh, a big miss, I've got to say, against uh, what consensus guidance was for that company and uh share price absolutely hosed down double digits uh maybe a broader story for some of those discretionary retailers be it uh, in the online space 
or bricks and mortar? Yeah, it's it's a tough one because normally online it means you don't have inventory issues and yet Kogan has updated the market twice now saying it's having inventory issues which has really not helped uh, going forward. But that doesn't necessarily mean that all online retailers should be tarred with the same brush but we did see that today whereby it was just a, a non-online uh, retail day today. But having said that, you know, uh, I know we'll get to the data in a minute, but the consumer is still pretty healthy and they're still buying. But I think the market's getting a little bit more selective to uh, as to where they put their cash on a 12 to 18 month view. Yeah, always be careful extrapolating near-term events over the longer term. And uh, I did say this a number of times last year when it came to these uh, thematics. And uh, Kogan was one of those names. It's now lost around two-thirds of its value from the peak. It's the kind of uh, no decline that makes you wince. But uh, look, we went and put it to our experts today on the call. That was uh, Junbei Lu from Tribeca Investment Partners and Rudy Filipek-Van Dyke from FN Arena. We asked them, would they go and buy the dip in Kogan after this uh, latest sell-off? Uh, take a listen. Even the company have no idea what what the sale might look like. So whatever inventory level you have right now is just still too high. Um, so you know, so so the company themselves has talked to that, and all the e-commerce businesses have talked to increasing marketing spend as well. Because when the demand falls and to keep up with that sales, you just have to advertise a lot, and none of them know what it might look like. The competition may be enormous. So you know, the fixed cost leverage, the top week of top line, next twelve months is looking really tough for that whole entire e-commerce space. They've been fined a couple of times by simply deceiving their customers and thinking they got a discount and they didn't. You know I mean? mm. It's the old trick. I raise the price by half and then I then I lower it a little bit and you, you think you get a discount. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of elements that are not really... There are some retail specialists out there that thought this company might be in trouble in 2019 in terms that, that the, the momentum was deflating and all of that. And then of course the pandemic uh, arises and these guys are amongst the winners of the market. The question mark now is if the pandemic element is now gone, what is left of that, of that growth story? And that's yeah. the big question mark. I personally think the risks are too high. I wouldn't yeah. go there. And there it is. Despite that decline, not going into the portfolio, Kogan remains on the sidelines for the time being. I uh, wonder what will happen when we see some other names report and whether similar traits will be reported in their results as well. Uh, you mentioned the data we had out today, the retail sales figure, a nice little bounce there in, uh, in April, up 1.1%, and we're uh, buying food. We, we are. I mean, just to quickly remind, it is the preliminary number. So we don't have a lot of detail. But what we did find out was that food was up one and a half and cafes and restaurants were up two and a half. Why that's interesting is that those that have been following this sort of report for years finds it's normally one or the other. You're either eating at home or you're eating out. But in this case, for the month of April, we were just like eating like no tomorrow, whether it be at home or out. But what of course also matters is that it shows that the services part of the consumer spending pattern has uh, really come back with a vengeance. And I think that is going to be crucial for economic activity going forward. We always had uh, some great chats here on the program. We had a good one today with uh, Chris Conway uh, of Marcus Today. Uh, he was like saying that uh, AP Eagers is, uh, is looking pretty tasty at these levels, uh, saying they have very, very strong balance sheet and looking at further potential acquisitions. So uh, he's liking that one at the moment. Of course, we know how strong uh, car sales have been across the country, particularly in the used car space. That's you if you, you can find one. Yeah, you can't, you can't <laughs> find a new car because there's none coming in on the ships because they've uh, got no chips in them, of course. So it uh, makes it difficult. We had a really good chat as well with uh, David Berth and Joe 
Jones uh, from Aquitus uh, Investment Partners. Uh, we really are impressed by what he was, uh, no, his thesis when he came to how to play these markets because it is incredibly tricky at the moment. It sure is. And the fact that he walked in, sat down and said, these markets are too hot. I am uh, exiting our growth strategy. I mean, that really made Scuddy and I sit up and take notice because it's almost in cont- contrarian to a lot of other investors we speak to. Uh, so definitely recommend you click on that link and have a listen to yourself. But in order to get to the part that people love, he basically said he's switching out of growth and into defensive such as healthcare and and he said financials, but not the big banks. He said the beaten up insurance sector. So have a listen there because he gives a couple of juicy stock tips at the end. Interestingly as well, uh, David seems to think that uh – not going to see a big uh, inflationary pulse that's going to be long-lasting. So he's of the uh, the transitory mould, but still thinks we'll see uh, long bond yields go and creep higher. And not just creep higher, but go a lot higher than what they are at the moment, which, of course, is likely to put pressure on some of those richly valued growth stocks that are out there in the marketplace. Uh, look, moving right along, uh, I've got to go get in a plane this afternoon. I've been doing that uh, most weekends uh, over the uh, the last uh, last couple of months. Some two very good reasons to go do so back in, uh, in Adelaide for the time being. But... Um, my views today is uh, having to think about what's the uh, future of corporate travel. I see corporate travel is uh, one of the uh, top performers on the local market today, but I'm just not buying the improvement. It's uh, no. it's it's a. Uh Looking at what's happened at the airports, and anyone who hasn't done a lot of flying recently wouldn't be aware, but a lot of the things, the little perks that you used to get as a frequent flyer, so uh, no, uh, quick access through the security screening, uh, the ability to go and get Wi-Fi in places so you can go and do your work, even the lounge itself, you know, just to sit back and relax and to maybe crack open a beer or do some work, depending on what you want to go and do in the, uh, when you're flying home or flying to your destination. All of those things have been really wound back. And uh, to me, when you've got the advent of, uh, of online streaming to be able to go and do, I know, Zoom calls, uh, Skype calls, and everything else in between. Uh, my perception is that uh, it's never going to come back to the same levels of what we saw in the past. What, and you got, you and I'd take? have to say, even though companies may be cashed up, that's certainly not the same across all companies. And uh, as someone who came out of the investment banking world, whereby you know MDs would be flying around at the pointy end and costing tens of thousands of dollars at a time, I suspect the savings on travel budgets will be something that quite a few corporates will be happy to maintain going forward. Yeah, the one thing I've noticed at the moment, it's not really surprising, but uh, there is absolutely nowhere near the same level of, uh, of corporate travel that we've seen in the past. And it's pretty obvious that uh, those people who are going are only doing it really to go and say, oh, hi, I haven't seen you for like the last two years mm. because of what's been going on. Uh, speaking to a few people in the lounges in my time, I can tell you that uh, no, the reluctance to go and do what it was in the past is strong at this point in time. So I'm not, I'm not feeling pretty confident about anyone who's tied to that area of the economy. Yeah, le- leisure, yes. Corporate, 100, no. 100%. Which means different planes, different destinations. So you just need to be a bit selective about how you trade that travel theme. Absolutely. Well, look, uh, we're about to go wrap up for the week, of course, go and crack open a beer and a glass of shardy or something like that for the, uh, the last call. But let's have a quick look at uh, what's coming up uh, on the program on Monday. Kick it off with our Carl Capolingua from uh, Think Markets. Uh, always good to go get his technical view about what's going on. One name that stands out here, Ron Shamgar from Tamim Asset Management will be coming on the program. Of course, he's a big advocate for EML payments. Wonder if he's been buying the dip because uh, I think it's a pretty strong rebound from those declines we've seen. In the big picture, uh, having a chat with Paul Brennan from Suncorp on Monday. 
Looking forward to going and having a chat about everything that's going on in the economy and, of course, some pretty big events coming up in the next couple of weeks here domestically headlined by that GDP release uh, for the March quarter. And uh, as always, we're going to round off the uh, end of the day with Julia Lee from Berman Invest. Always great to go and get her views. And, of course, she's always got a bit of a nibble there when it comes to some, uh, some stocks to take a look at or to go and offload. So looking forward to having a chat there. What so it looks like, Scuddy, I think we can cut you loose after a pretty big week. It's going to be a, a nice weekend to kick back and relax. And hopefully let's not see Bitcoin up and down $10,000 a night because that certainly likes to rattle some of our regular guests. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been dominating our discussion, understandably so. Hopefully we can go and focus on some more fundamental things at this stage. But no one's doubting, I don't think, that uh, no, the technology under Pinia is going to be around for a while. But uh, it'll be nice to go and chat about other investment markets uh, other than crypto over the weekend but of course they're the only ones that trade so uh always uh, always interesting look we'll go leave it there everyone out there i trust you had a very fantastic week have a great weekend uh rest up and then we'll catch you bright and early on monday morning we'll see you then see you then tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts good news ad free listening is available on amazon music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.